0: Let's bow our heads in prayer. And so now, Lord, we give these our gifts, our tithes, and our offerings, but also we give you our lives. And, Father, we pray that you would use these gifts and use them as you please, Father. Do what you want with our lives and do what you want with these gifts. And I pray that you would grow them as you please. In Jesus' name. Amen you may you may take a seat okay my my scripture reading this morning comes from romans chapter eight wait i know what my last announcement was um i told you when you get to my age guys um so who here, just by show of hands um is on either our instagram or our facebook um have who has like liked the pages okay because Pinyu is looking at me and he's like guys you need to like those pages and 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 has been doing a fantastic job at, at at our social media so if you can please go and like um our social media posts and and just leave some comments some good comments um, um just it will just really help boost our social media um and and that that will be a good thing for us Uh, as Peniel would say you know it helps with a google search if if you guys like and subscribe and all those things so please do that for us um okay I'm ready for my sermon uh if you're ready for my sermon please say I'm ready okay Romans chapter 8 verse 1 to 14 it reads like this therefore There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus the law of the Spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do in that it was weakened by the sinful nature, God did by sending his His own Son in the likeness of sinful man to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in sinful man in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us, Uh, who do not live according to the sinful nature but according to the Spirit. Next verse. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what on what that nature desires You, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit. If the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin, yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the sinful nature to live according to it. For if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of of the body, you will live. Because those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God and daughters of God. Amen? Okay. I'm, I'm going to go through Romans this morning, verse by verse. Um, so the, I'm going to read the first two verses together. So just, just stay with me. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. Now, all of us, when we are born, unfortunately, we are born into sin. And when we are born into sin, we are born into condemnation, and we are separated from God. But those who believe in Christ are now positionally in Christ, and so they are declared righteous by grace through redemption. In Christ. When Jesus died on the cross, he took our condemnation upon himself. He took the punishment that was due to us. And all who believe in him have eternal life and are no longer condemned by God. But the interesting thing about all of this is that God never um, forces himself upon any of us. I have this illustration where if you guys think back, you know, when you were a bit younger, maybe, um, and there was someone that really liked you, but you didn't like them. Anyone ever been there? Okay. Now, I want you to imagine that person, right? And I want you to imagine if that person went and kidnapped you and put you in a room like a four by, f- like a, a, a two by two like two by two by two, small room, and and put you on that chair, tied you up, and then sat in front of you for like days on end and said to you, I love you. Will you love me back? Be honest. Well, if that person left you there for five days, would you love them? If that person did that for a hundred days, would you love them? That person did that for the rest of your life, would you love them? No, why? Because you can't force someone to love you. But God says, I'm going to give you Jesus and he's going to set you free. But you only receive the benefit from it if you believe. Because God's not going to force you to love Jesus back. He's not going to force you to respond to Jesus. That is your choice. And so, Those um, who, so then we have no condemnation. Why? Because we believe in Jesus. Amen. Verse 3 and 4 says this, For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. In this verse we we learn something, and we learn this, that we are free from the law of sin. We as Christians do not need to sin, though we inevitably do. We do not have to sin because we have been freed from sin's dominion. We are free from the law of death. Death, therefore, no longer has any lasting power against us as believers. And so because sin has no power, we shouldn't give it any power. My son has this habit where he he does it mostly to his mom, you know. But nonetheless, he does this, and, and to everyone else, he doesn't do it to me as much. But, He does this. If you do something he doesn't like, he just goes to you and he says, Stop it, Mama. Stop it, Dada. That's all he does. He's like eight, uh, 20 months. All he does, he goes to you, he goes, Stop it. And um, I, I was thinking about this as I was preparing the sermon and I was like, in the reality, that is the power we have. We have the power to say to temptation, to go to it, when it comes knocking at our door and we say, stop it. I, 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 I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to say yes to the sin that wants to so easily entangle me and, and wants to change me. No, I'm going to say stop it. I'm going to keep saying no over and over again. Verse 5, 6, 7, and 8 it goes like this. For those who live according to the flesh have their minds set Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God." You see, many times, if we look at sin, sin tries to, to take a hold of us and by any means tries to separate us from God. Have you guys ever tried, you know, you mess up, you sin in some way, and then you try and read your Bible? What happens? It's difficult, right? You you mess up, you sin, and then you try and pray, and it's difficult. But for some of us, we can watch Netflix shows for like five hours, right? But you read your Bible for 20 minutes and it feels like it was five hours. Why does that happen? Why? Because the flesh is saying to us, no, no to your Bible, no to praying. But the Spirit is saying yes. And we've got to teach the Spirit to keep to, to get stronger. And so if we keep reading our Bible every day, what happens? The Spirit starts getting stronger. And if we keep starving our flesh, what happens? The flesh gets weaker. But the problem with us sometimes, and, and I say us, but I mean me, is we, we start to, to feed the Spirit. We start to read our Bible. We start to do those things. But then it becomes difficult, so then we say, ah, I'll go do what the flesh wants me to do. So I'll rather just watch Netflix all day or whatever. And then what happens? That, that spirit inside of me just seemingly gets weaker and weaker and weaker. You see, the flesh is a total enemy of God. It does everything it can to fight Him, and it only leads to ruin. Now it's not as simply as just saying that the body is bad and only spiritual things are good. You see, we've got to realize that when Paul was saying all of this, he was saying the—he was speaking about the origin of our intentions. And so he was saying, Are we intending to please our flesh, or are we intending to please our spirit? You see, many times we have good intentions. But I have a friend who used to say, you can have all the good intentions in the world, but if you go and stand um, in the middle of the road, you surely will get hit by a car. And, but, but the reality is we've got to um, not only have the good intention, but let that good intention be accompanied by doing the right thing. So let me give you an example. The intention to make money is okay. But if the if we're trying to make money to satisfy our selfish, self-absorbed, self-focused flesh, then that's not good. However, if we're trying to make money to satisfy God's spiritual purpose for others and for creation, then that will lead to life. Amen. So so therefore If we focus on godly things, then our actions will lead to God. But if our minds are focused elsewhere, and we're focused on on other things, then that's where we'll end up going. And so, while we may not be able to control the thoughts that we have, we can control the thoughts that we dwell on. And we can choose our perspective. We can either see sin as fun, really living, or we can see sin as the thing that cuts us off from God. Paul is reminding us here that what we dwell on and how we view sin will determine our choices and ultimately determine the way our life will go. Many times what we do with sin is we play with it. My son, one more habit that he does, he, he sees the heater, um, and then he'll say to me, heater, hot. And then every now and then I see him, he goes a little bit closer to the heater, and then I'm like, no, don't, don't touch the heater, it's hot. Then he comes back. Then a couple minutes later, I see him go close to the heater, and I'm like, no, don't do that. And sometimes that's what we do, is we play with sin. We say, "Ah, oh, man, I just want to see Ahmed, oh, man, I, I, I just want to go check. I just want to um, go hang out there. I just want to play with it a little bit. And before you know it, you are struck. And sin has entangled you and taken over. Verse 9, um, it reads like this. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in you, And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. Let me put it this way. Every person who invites Christ into their heart receives the Holy Spirit. You cannot be a Christian and not have the Holy Spirit. There is no such thing as spiritful Christians and non-spiritful Christians. We have all been touched by the Spirit, but how do we know we have the Spirit? Well, Galatians chapter 5, we're not going to put it up, but it it gives us the tips, verse 22 to 23, it says, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So let me ask you, is the Spirit inside of you showing, helping you love others? Is the Spirit inside of you helping you to have joy? Is the Spirit inside of you helping you to persevere? Is the Spirit um, helping you to be gentle? Is the Spirit helping you to have self control That's how we check how the Spirit is working. But sometimes the key with, with the Spirit is you've got to listen to it. The Spirit says, do something, you've got to do it. You've got to be obedient to what God wants. In fact, I've, I've heard many Christians say, you know what, I, I don't feel like I have enough of the Spirit. Lord, give me more of your Spirit. I don't think that we should ask the Lord to give us more of your Spirit. I think we should ask ourselves, how much does the Spirit have a hold of us? How much of yourself has been surrendered unto the Holy Spirit? Because I believe that as we surrender unto the Holy Spirit, the Spirit helps give us the fruit of the Spirit in greater and greater abundance. Verse 10 and 11, it says this, But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead, will also give life to your mortal bodies because of His Spirit who lives in you. Now, as I I read that, I was reminded of a prayer that I always pray. This is my prayer. I say, Lord, um, help me hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and give me the courage to do as your Spirit leads me. So, then I go into life and I'm like, Am I doing what the Spirit leads us? You see, I believe many times the Spirit is saying we should do things, but then we're like, ah, that's a bit difficult. That's outside of my comfort zone. I don't think, or, or this one, uh, I don't think the Spirit would want me to do that. It's just too difficult. I don't think, I, I've, heard, I've heard this one. I don't think the Spirit would want me to tell someone about Jesus. Uh, it's too difficult, so I'm not going to do it. No, as we start to do what the Spirit wants, guess what? He, we, he, he, It makes it easier for us. And so that same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is inside of you. That same power is inside of you. But you've got to say yes to it. Verse 12, 13, and 14 it says this. Therefore, brothers, we have an obligation, but it is not to the sinful nature, to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of your body, you will live. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. I I love what the the New Living Translation says, and it says this. Therefore, brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature wants you to do. You have no obligation. You don't need to do what your sinful nature wants you to do. It is up to you. Have any of you ever been punched in the stomach recently? Uh, Okay, not recently, but long ago. Okay. And... What, what happens when we get punched in the stomach? The breath goes out of it, right? And um, I, I, I like to think of the Holy Spirit, and the Bible says the Holy Spirit is like breath. And so it fools us. But what sin tries to do is sin tries to punch us in the stomach. And often sin will come and it will punch us in the stomach, and, and the breath of God inside of us will seemingly just go out and go up, But what happens when someone tries to punch you in the stomach? Jonathan and Franco will say you punch them back. But uh, no, you, you just block the punch, right? You can not punch them, but you block the punch. And um, you don't let someone punch you in the stomach. In the same way, when, when sin comes to you, you say no. You block it and, and you say, no, I'm not going to let you punch me in the stomach. I'm not going to let you take the Holy Spirit uh, like out of me. I'm saying yes to the Spirit. Amen. So now you're asking, well, how do I um, allow myself to be completely surrendered to the Holy Spirit? And I'm going to say this. First of all, um, I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to each and every one of us today. I believe he's saying something, but the difference between those who do what the Spirit wants and those who who don't is simply their obedience. You see, we have a choice to, when the Spirit says, do that, we say, okay, I will do it. When the Spirit says, don't do that, we say, okay, I won't do that. I'll go this way. So that is the first step. The second thing is to say to, to the Holy Spirit, say, come, do in my life as you please. That's a difficult thing, because it might challenge you. But I believe that if you let the Spirit do whatever He wants to do, not only will it affect your life in a positive way, but I believe it will affect others in a positive way. They met And so this morning I urge you, give your life back to the Lord and um, let him do in your life, whatever he wants. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Hallelujah, Lord. We honor you. We praise you. We glorify you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness this morning. Thank you that you are working. Thank you that you have a plan and a purpose for our lives. Father, I pray for every person here. I, I sense there are some that want to just surrender to you, that want to just give their lives back to you. Father, I pray for them now. And if that is you, what I want you to do, just, just you can just put up your hand quietly at the count of three. And I'm not saying this so that we can see. I don't, I don't want to see. It's about saying to the Holy Spirit, here I am, come in for me. Come do what you want with my life. So if, if you sense you want to just give the Spirit another chance, the count of three. One, Jesus loves you. Two, he has a plan for you. At three, if that's you, just put your hand up and down. And let's pray together. Father, do what you want in our lives. Fill us as you please. And Lord, give us this strength to say no to the flesh and yes to the Spirit. We honor you now in Jesus' mighty name and all the saints of God say, Amen.